The Ottawa Senators are looking for consistency. Meanwhile, the Arizona Coyotes continue to surprise, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are dealing with growing pains. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On NHL podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy to the Monday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe or on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can find us on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL. To get up to a $100 match on your first deposit, terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the co-host of Locked On Senators, Ross Levitan. And Ross, uh, a little bit of an inconsistent start to the season for the Sens. What's gone right and where are they struggling? On ice, we're talking because yes, for now, <laughs> there's been a circus outside of of the organization. Of course, with the losing of the first round draft pick because of the Evgeny Dadnov trade debacle, Shane Pinto's 41 game suspension, and on ice, it's been a struggle to find consistency in their own zone. In particular, this team has given up way too many of those momentum goals that listeners of LOSP will certainly recognize Pilsy and I talking about in the last two minutes of a period, the first two minutes of the period, and two minutes after a goal scored for either team. The Senators either score and then give one right back before they even announce it in the building. It just feels like there's so many breakdowns, so many poor giveaways, and um, it's really costing them at the end of the day. There's been maybe two or three games where you're hoping your goalie could make that extra save, keep you into it. But this team, they haven't really started on time a lot. They've been down. They were down 5-1 to Buffalo. They make it respectable 6-4 loss. They're down 3-0 to LA late. They make that 3-2. So they're making these games look respectable on the scoreboard. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. And this is a fan base that is is past moral victories. They're past the fact that the offense looks great. They just want results consistently. And it just has not happened yet, Gil. How much do you think the off-ice problems or issues are affecting the on-ice performance? Yeah, it's a great question. I think if we were to power rank it, the the number one would probably be the the fans uh, making their, their feelings known. Um, after the game against uh, LA last Thursday, this team was, was not only booed off the ice, but they were also chanting fire DJ uh, to the head coach, DJ Smith, who Nobody can say a bad word about DJ Smith, the person. He goes out of his way to support causes. He's he's wearing his PWHL Ottawa sweater. Like he's he's very community driven, very um, very amicable in the media. But sometimes the strategy it's just not lining up. They play a very heavy dump and chase type system. And um, for the for the teams he used to have when it was in the rebuild, you understood that you're like, okay, we're just going to try to outwork our opponents. That's always been the philosophy. We're going to outwork you. But now you're seeing a team with so much skill, you almost feel like you're, you know, you're cutting up their potential when you're making them forcing a Vladimir Tarasenko to not carry the puck over the blue line and instead, hey, just chip and chase it, just chip and chase it. So I think fans made their their feelings known on that one. 
I liked I liked how fans made their feelings known. They shouldn't be. They had five straight home losses to start the season after winning their first three. So fans are, are right to be to be disgruntled. But I also like how the captain, Brady Kachuk, and the leader of this team, Claude Giroux, went back and said, no, DJ's our coach. So leave like leave them alone like this is on us the players to get it together so from that from that standpoint my answer to you is it's not affecting them but come on I mean not only that but you add on the compounds of the two other situations I just mentioned Pierre Dorian ultimately being fired because of one of those with the the loss of the first round draft pick so there there's been a lot of noise outside the organization at a time where new ownerships just taking over as well so it really is chaotic outside, and that's why it almost feels like a good time. And Sens fans are, are are very wary about going to Sweden. Last time they went to Sweden in 2018, they had just traded for Matthew Shane. Everybody was looking forward to a repeat after they made it to the conference final. What happens? They come home after winning both of those games, and they lose 19 out of 21 games, and their season, their franchise, fell apart. So I'm really curious to see how these two two games go against Detroit, a divisional matchup on Thursday and then Saturday against Minnesota, both in Stockholm. You, you mentioned the fans taking out their frustrations on the coach. How hot would you say his seat is right now? I would have said it's the hottest seat in the NHL, but clearly I would have been wrong as we're recording this moments after Jay Woodcroft has become the first coach fired this year. Uh, Chris Knobloch is going to take over. He's a McDavid's old junior coach. So he wasn't a guy whose name's been circulating. There's been rumors all over uh, ever since. I mean, Patrick Waugh interviewed for this job in 2019 when DJ Smith ultimately got it. But now that he stepped away from the Quebec Rampart where he won a Memorial Cup last year as their head coach and GM, there were some rumors that he was in Ottawa last week. Um, I don't think they would interview for a head coaching job while the coach was still there. But that's made sense. Fans start to believe that potentially he could be in the running for a general manager position because we know that the setup that the senators are going to have now and uh, some fans of other teams are like, uh, you think like this has been the way for years. But Ottawa finally has a president of hockey operations for the first time ever. And Steve Steos is going to be in control of what happens with this team. So. I would very much welcome Patrick Wall into the organization in any capacity. You had a Hall of Famer, a three-time Stanley Cup champion. You're only going to be better, especially I don't think Patty Waugh is going to be uh, accepting defensive lapses the way that uh, you know we've seen in Ottawa recently. So I think his seat is very hot. Patrick Waugh is a name. Claude Julian is another name people would be familiar with. He's actually a pro scout for the St. Louis Blues right now, but based in Ottawa. He's had some health uh, issues in, in recent years, so he's uh, he's been at the games over and over and over again. So if there's a guy who's had a bird's-eye view of this team and maybe knows how to put his systems and structure and stamp on it, he could be a guy they go with. But I think they're going to give DJ Smith every opportunity to battle his way out of it. One, the players haven't quit on him. They're still working out there. It's just more of like a scheme thing versus an effort thing. So the players are still playing for him out there. He signed through the rest of this season. So if you just wait it out again, how long can you wait? How patient will fans be? That's another point. But then the third point and probably the most important and Steve Steos has been very, very quick to mention this. They need some calm around the organization and they're not going to get it. If they then go ahead and make another move a major move so i think they're going to ride this out probably until christmas so maybe that turns the uh, the seat heater down a couple notches and what will it take on the ice to get this team more consistent to sort of turn this season around 
yeah, it's it's kind of a catch-22 because you don't want to take away the offense that these players are providing. But, for example, if you had asked me which player needs to improve the most so far through the first uh, 12, 13 games of the season, one of my first answers would be Tim Stutzla. I think that he's given the puck away a ton at his own blue line. He's having trouble on entries, giveaways at both blue lines, really. But then you look at it, and he's leading the team in, in scoring. He's got 17 points in 13 games, and and he's he's being a superstar. So at the same time, it's like, okay, how much – like where do you find the balance is the real question, Gil. And that's something that the Sens are still struggling to find because if you look at it, both Vegas and Boston, the probably the, the crown jewels of the league, they each have five players in double-digit points. The Senators have played two more two less games than most everyone else in the league. They have seven players with 10 or more points this season. So offense is the last of their concerns, and defense is their biggest worry. Now, one thing I should mention as well is they have had three defensemen out of the lineup for a majority of the season. You saw in that game against the Islanders, Eric Branstrom had to be taken off in a stretcher. It was great to see him return last night, his first game since that incident. You had Artem Zub taking Ovechkin shot off the ear. He had a concussion, missed a couple weeks. He's been back two games, and now... Thomas Shabbat's the lone guy still out, but he's also your highest paid defenseman. So you're looking for him to get back in the mix and, and really help get this team because their depth was tested. They lost a ton of games without those three guys, but it's more of a five man defending that they need to figure out. Cause right now it's a uh, unsustainable success, but they have won two of their last three, both against Canadian uh, opponents. They lost to Vancouver. They beat Calgary and Toronto this week. So this team, they're the headline hogs, Gil. They really are. They uh, every every day there's a new drama, a new a new story around this team. But I I truly believe that the pieces in place from from the top line, you know, Tim Stutzla, Claude Giroux, Brady Kachuk, and the probably the biggest surprise of the year has been Jacob Chikrin's offensive ability. He's up at a point per game, tied for the league lead with goals among defensemen with five. So there's a lot to be excited about in Ottawa, but also a lot to worry about. We're trying to do our best to balance the two of those things. Well, never a dull moment, that's for sure. Maybe you could use a few, but Ross, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you and your co-host on social media? Yes, we're on Twitter at Send Central, locked on dot senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube. We're on top of five days a week. We also provide daily, not daily, I should say, post-game coverage. So we say the postcast is where we vent or vibe. It's uh, dependent on the result. We've obviously had a lot more venting these days, but uh, people can find us on YouTube or wherever they find their podcasts. Ross, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. My pleasure, Gil. Appreciate you. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers.
It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show the co-host of Locked On Coyotes, Robin Leano. And Robin, the Coyotes are a pleasant surprise to a lot of people this year. Why? How are they doing this? You know, they've they, they, they've they've just been making all the right moves lately. I think it goes back to the offseason and picking up some of the players that they did. They, I I want to go back, kind of essentially, I think to the to the trade for Sean Dersey, for example. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of people gave them a little bit of praise for it, but they were still like not given enough credit for it. But he's been an integral part to the Coyotes' defense ever since he's been he's he's joined the team. And just overall, this team has uh, looks like they're having a lot of fun out there. I was at practice last Monday, and uh, even despite that, you know, coming back from the weekend having having lost over the weekend, they still look like they're having fun on the ice, and they're just having great chemistry and i think that's a really key part to having a good hockey team it definitely does help and look we've been talking over the last couple of years uh whenever you've been on the show that this team was putting together a lot of draft picks a lot of young players and now we're seeing some of those young players start to pay dividends how important have those players been to the success of this team Oh, they've been fantastic. Logan Cooley, for example, has uh, easily been one of the top rookies in the league. Uh, he just o- over the weekend on uh, on a Saturday night, he got a, a three assist night. So he's consistently been impressed. Yeah, sure. He'll go through nights where he doesn't show, but that every player does. And I think I, I think you'd be foolish to uh, if anyone every Coyotes found out out there to expect him to score or to get any points every night. Yeah, no no question about that. Talk to me about Clayton Keller. I mean, he has been red hot to start the season. What does he make what does he bring to the table for this team? Yeah, Keller is just I think he's that cornerstone piece for the Arizona Coyotes. He's that piece that uh no matter what I I think everyone's talked like, "Oh, what are you going to tra- like, you know, what what is it going to take to trade for Clayton Keller?" That's, that's not going to happen. I feel like he's such that cornerstone piece. Uh, it's a piece that brings the team together in, I think that's part, that's one of the main things that when it comes to that chemistry, I feel like he's that cornerstone piece for that. Um, I think that kind of helps with his performance and everybody else's performance on the ice. The power play has been clicking at a very high mm-hmm. rate, top 10 in the league right now. What have they been doing so successfully that's helped the power play click? Uh, you know, I think, I think it's a lot has to do with, uh, you know, getting the lines, right. I, I think there's still, maybe still a little tweaking to do on that lines, but I believe the top power play line, you have, uh, Clayton Keller alongside Logan Cooley. I think that's like, you put those two players together, something's going to happen. I, I personally, and, um, and, uh, my co-host Matthew Jacobson will back me up on this as we, as he said multiple times in the show, would like to see Logan Cooley on the second power play unit. That way that it kind of adds to, Hey, he gets his own unit and he's able to actually be the guy and score more, but Hey, right now, if it's, you know, you can't, you know, don't fix what's not broke. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, there aren't a lot of household names nationally on this Coyotes team. Give our viewers and our listeners an idea of some players that they should look at next time they watch the Coyotes that they may not be familiar with? I mean, I, I think it goes to uh, some, some of the players in, on uh, on the defense. I mean, the players that people recognize that just have been underrated on some of the on some of their uh, former teams. You know, Dumba and Dersey have been integral pieces to the Arizona Coyotes. Yusuf Alamaki has been a fantastic addition to the 
Titty and Coyotes defense. And um, I think he's like, like an, I think he's been great. Someone that not very many people even know about. Uh, at, and there's not much really I can say outside of that. I mean, because there's so much. It's like a lot of these players are just adding so much depth to the team. And I and I, and I think that's the most important part. <laughs> No doubt about that. How about the goaltending? What are your thoughts so far? Because it seems like when Connor Ingram is in, they win. And yet, you know, his numbers are roughly comparable uh, to Vimelka's numbers. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I think the uh, the coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job on on making sure that uh, each goalie is getting a, a, fair, a fair number of starts and uh, making sure they get their rest when they need it which is a huge breath of fresh air when I compare it to the previous coaching regime. Previous coaching regime, after, you know, they got down to their third string goaltender because their top two are injured, and they start that third string 10 straight or 12 straight games in a row, and then eventually that player gets injured because guess what? You can't do that. <laughs> um, so it's a breath of fresh air, you know, getting a healthy mix in there, making sure every player, every goalie gets their reps. And it's nice too. It's his perfect tandem. I think um, Connor Ingram's been fantastic, um, you know, as a as a great tandem to Vemelka. And I feel like uh, that's kind of a team that's going to help help them, uh, you know, take some wins and steal some wins. So, what is the one thing you think this team needs to improve the most to sort of take it to the next level? So, yeah, Matthew and I have talked about this on our show multiple times, and it's a team. It's a team that uh needs to play a full 60 minutes and learns that needs to learn how to play with the lead a lot of the wins that they've had um minus i would say minus the chicago win because that's a very different kind of game that they were playing there but a lot of the teams a lot of the times that, that they've won they've played uh they've played from behind to start or they've had some kind of adversity to overthrow this is a team that just cannot play with the lead for some reason i and i'm gonna hold and turn to a game against the, the Los Angeles Kings when they were up a decent amount. They were up like three to one or four to one, whatever it was. They blow that lead and take a loss. Same thing, uh, or if any, I think even a little bit to the uh, to the to the Kraken, if I'm not mistaken, if that was another game. But it's a team that just having those problems playing with the lead, and I feel like they can overcome those. But you know, it's it's a young team, so you can only expect so much. <laughs> Do you think that this team can be in the playoff hunt or maybe even sneak into the playoffs this year based on the start? Can they sustain it? Yeah, another thing we've talked about is uh, whether or not that's the case. We've we've said multiple times on the on the show, and I've even told you, but in, you know, kind of going into the season, that this team will flirt with the playoff spot. That this team is going to be kind of like around, you know, around there. Maybe they'll have a few weeks, maybe maybe a month in the playoff position, but maybe not make it. My kind of like my personal belief has changed a little bit rather than my co-host, I think this team has the, uh, you know, the tools to maybe barely sneak it in. I think this team will probably could potentially make it in at that second wild card spot um, based off what I'm seeing right now. And again, that's, you know, that's saying barely sneak it in. It's like, don't be surprised if they do. Don't, I mean, you know, like, yeah, be, be pleasantly surprised if they do, but don't be surprised if they don't. All right. Well, it's certainly a much more interesting season than a lot of people expected before we got started. Robin, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you and your co-host on social media? 
Yeah, you can find our podcast uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. Also on the uh, Sirius XM radio app, if anyone's a Sirius XM subscriber. Um, also, you can find us ad free on uh, on Amazon Music. You can. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys um, have you know want to listen on there as well. Social media we're on uh, on X at L O underscore Coyotes, and uh, I'm personally at Robin with the Y underscore Leonio. All right, Robin, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Your favorite player could score 50 goals. Your team could hoist the Stanley Cup. and You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, or McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, NHL fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show a familiar face to Locked On NHL viewers and a familiar voice for locked on nhl listeners jay foster of locked on blue jackets and jay not the greatest start for the blue jackets a lot of inconsistency what's going on yeah and that's kind of the thing isn't it is this is a very very young team this is a team with a lot of new moving parts and a brand new head coach that took the job, I think, four days before training camp started. We don't need to get into all of the, the drama about that. But this is kind of what I think should have been expected. And I was kind of blinded by the shiny new toy energy of Adam Fantilli and Pascal Vincent saying all the right things. And like, the team isn't bad. The team is playing much better than last year. But... It's growing pains, you know, it's, it's, you can kind of see, you can see how young this team is. You can see the, you know, even some of the, the older players, the veteran players, Damon Severson, Ivan Provrov, they're playing in new systems. They're learning how these new systems work, you know? So maybe I should have been more expected for inconsistency than I was, but like looking back and thinking about it, like this is kind of, this is about what I expected. Um, I think the thing that frustrates me the most at the minute is it feels like either the Blue Jackets have a good night offensively, or they have a good night defensively, or they have a good night in goal. Sometimes they have two of those three, but I don't think I've seen a game yet where all three uh, all three positions have shown up for the Blue Jackets. And so I think that's what's really frustrating is they have all of the pieces, they just can't seem to fit them together in the right way for 60 minutes yet. Yeah, and then we sort of see instances where, for example, they'll take a 2 nothing lead and then end up losing the game. Inconsistency even within a period or a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I've seen so many Blue Jackets games this season that are like, 
wow, that first period was amazing. Oh, the second period was real bad. Oh, the third period was really good again. Or, you know, we see like 40 minutes of really solid hockey from these guys and then 20 minutes where it just kind of falls apart. And I get it. That's, again, young team. I think the second youngest team in the NHL. But God, it's annoying to watch sometimes. You know, I will say, um, to give them credit, like, they look so much better than last season. And whether that's because they're healthy, because Pascal Vincent is kind of putting the right players together and is kind of taking steps forward. You know, I'm, I'm seeing competitive hockey from a lot of the players and um, for, you know, again, for, for periods of time, you're seeing what I don't think we saw at all last season, which is like, this looks like a team that wants to win. They just haven't quite taken the final steps yet, you know, and it feels like when they do figure it out, this team is going to be a whole lot of fun and it's going to be real good. They just have to figure it out. Talk to me about Adam Fantilli. I mean, so such high expectations. Third on the team in scoring, not off to a bad start. What? How does he look so far to you? I tried so hard to temper my expectations for Adam Fantilli going into this season because I've seen it before where players get re- people get really excited about a player and he's never going to live up to those expectations. Um Adam Fantilli is not scoring as much as I think a lot of people wanted to wanted him to, especially with the news of, you know, Leo Carlson just got his first career hat trick. Um, Connor Bedard, I think at the time of recording this, has like six points in his last two games or something insane like that. Adam Fantilli is consistently the best player on whatever line he's playing on. Um, he is driving the offense. He is making these little plays. He's not scoring, but that will come. He's not necessarily passing to he's he's not getting as many assists as I think he will. The team needs to figure out what the best combination of players to put with Adam Fantilli is. But so far, he is exceeding expectations. I I'm so, so impressed with how he looks. And he's getting better every game. You can almost like physically see him figure things out sometimes of like, oh, this this worked in college, but it doesn't work here. Let me try that again, but do something else. And it works the next time. And it's just, he's just so fun to watch. I'm i am so happy with Adam Fantilli. Now, one player who's very frustrated right now, Johnny Goudreau, actually even benched during a, a game. Talk to me about his struggles and, you know, how, how are they trying to get him back on track? I'm, there's something up with Johnny Goudreau this season and I'm not sure what it is and I don't want to like speculate about players health or players personal lives or anything like that but he just doesn't look like the Johnny Gaudreau we got last season or the Johnny Gaudreau that they had in Calgary the year before that and I don't know what it is and I can't quite figure it out but he's he's not scoring which is not necessarily a bad thing because he's more of a playmaker anyway and like I just there's just something not Something's not right with with Goudreau at the minute, and I can't figure out what it is. Um, he's he's struggling big time, um, and the benching was a big thing of like, wow, why are you benching your nine and a half million dollar player? Blah blah blah. Um, I was okay with it. Um, in in hindsight, Pascal Vincent is doing this new thing where he like holds everybody accountable regardless of who you are. You know, we've kind of there was a whole big drama about Kent Johnson getting a new agent and then getting sent down to Cleveland and everyone immediately lost their minds about how Ken Johnson was going to demand a trade. And, you know, he's benched Damon Severson for periods of time. Um, 
he's he's not afraid to bench long tenured NHL players, despite the fact that he's been a head coach for about five minutes. Uh, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, so it's it's. I don't love that we have to bench Johnny Gaudreau. I don't think he was playing badly, but the way that Pascal Vincent has kind of conducted himself thus far into the season, the way the things he says, the things he does, like I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. He knows a lot more about hockey than I do, after all. So if he thinks that Johnny Gaudreau needed benching, then I uh, sure okay, Pascal. Um, Something needs to, to switch up with Johnny. I don't know what it is, whether it's line mates, whether it's ice time, whether it's like matchups, I don't know. But there's something, I just keep coming back to that. Like something feels off about Goodrow that I can't put my finger on. It does worry me a little bit. How did he respond to the benching? Uh, I believe he scored a goal in his next game. Um, admittedly, it was an empty netter, but hey, they don't ask how, you know, they ask how many. Um, he's kind of cooled off a little bit again since then. Um, I don't know that he's being used to his full advantage um, with the lineup the way it is at the minute. Um, Pascal Vincent has either been playing him. He's mostly stuck Boone with him, which I like that as a duo. But his other winger has either been Jack Roslovic, who is such a hot and cold player, who is in a real cold streak at the minute after a couple of games of being really hot. Uh, or Patrick Laine, who... I know everyone got really excited about the Gaudreau line matchup, but those players don't seem to gel, which that's fine. Players don't. And I think if you split them up, then you can have two even more balanced lines. But they're just, he's not really being put in a position to succeed at the minute. And I know there's an argument of like, well, he's been paid, what is it, $9.75 million, I think is, is how much he's making. He should be able to figure it out without being put in a position to succeed. But like, if you're paying that much money for a player, why would you not want to make it as easy as possible for him so he'll figure it out um players have slow starts you know i wouldn't be surprised if he goes on a real hot streak maybe you know in the next couple of weeks and you see kind of a return to johnny Cadreau. um and with that probably what you will see is everything else will kind of get bumped up as well because usually when your star players are producing everyone else kind of follows suit one of the keys to to writing the ship right now and getting this team back on track hundred percent. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of different things that have kind of gone on. And I think a lot of it is, again, we go back to growing pains. We go back to new head coach. We get back, we go back to Pascal Vincent figuring out what the best combination of players is. Um, and I think he's made some really good decisions in some places. And I think he's made some not so good decisions in other places. Um, as of the time of recording this, the Blue Jackets uh, dropped the park in about two hours and we don't know what the lineup for that game is yet. So like, We'll see. Maybe that'll change. Um, but I think there are some lines that maybe aren't working that he needs to switch up. There are some lines I think he should keep. Um, I think goaltending is a big thing. The goaltending, again, I don't think it's been bad. It's been better than last season, but like that was a low bar to clear. Um, I don't think it's been as bad as some of the the more dramatic members of, of the Blue Jackets fan base and people on Twitter have kind of been saying, um, but I would I would like the goaltending to be just a little bit better. Or failing that, I would like games where, again, this kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, I would love a game where the defense and the goaltending and the scoring all showed up in the same game, because right now it feels like the Blue Jackets are either winning games 5-4 to four, or they're losing games 5-4 to four 
or they're winning games like 2-1, but their goalie is making like 41 or 42 saves while they're getting 20, sh- 20 shots a game. So like, would love for everyone to turn up at once. And I think when they figure out the kind of the weird wonkiness that the defense is going through right now, I think the goaltending will rebound a little bit, but there's nothing like, I spent a lot of time last season looking at this team and being like, wow, there are a lot of things wrong here. We have to really work to kind of, to, to, we have to tear this house down and start again, you know? But I'm looking at this season, I'm like, okay, this house has good bones, you know? Pascal Vincent has things to build on. He's got a solid foundation. I'm not worried yet. If we're still having this conversation in like a month's time, then I might start to worry. But right now, I'm like, yeah, all of this makes sense. I just wish it would I wish it would come together just a little bit sooner than it is. Well, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Jay, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find the podcast and where they could find you on social media? Uh, so you can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets over on Twitter. Um, we're on YouTube. We're on every podcasting app you can possibly think of. Uh, wherever you find Locked On NHL, you can find Locked On Blue Jackets there as well. And one day soon, we will have an episode where we get to talk about a win. I, I truly believe this. <laughs> All right, Jay. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Gil. All right, I want to thank my guests. I want to thank Ross Levitan of Locked On Senators, Robin Leano of Locked On Coyotes, and Jacob Foster of Locked On Blue Jackets. I'm Gil Martin. I am here every Monday, and I co-host the Friday edition of the show along with Rachel Donner. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Every dayers, we bring you the biggest stories from around the National Hockey League every Monday through Friday. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and thanks for listening to and watching the Locked On NHL podcast.